Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. It is Peter and I again. So, Greg, you spoke about always being recruiting, right? It's like yeah. I tell my kids, ABCs, you know, know your ABCs kids. So I said, what does that mean? I said, always be cool. Always be cool. Oh, God. <laughs> well, that comes with like, don't be a tattletale, right? Just ABCs, be cool. I just tell the kids, snitches get stitches. I snitches think that's get, more. Do get stitches is for sure. <laughs> Speaking um, of stitches, what did you do to your face there? I got some. I got. I fell on my on my dirt bike tour. Um, I know, but weren't you wearing a full face helmet? Yeah, yeah, but my visor was up and it slid past, and I got it. It. Uh, oh, that was your visor that did cactus. it. Cactus. I think it was a cactus, or it could have been the buckle of me taking it off so many times. But anyway, I no. did have a little wreck on my my Baja motocross tour. But, yeah. um, but it was it's all nothing good. for you. It's all good. Um, I'm bulletproof, baby. Um, there you are. So always be recruiting instead of AB. So it's ABR. And I agree with that. You mentioned that, you know, some of the best we mentioned in the last pod that some of the best talent comes from people that, that, that exist in our individual ecosystems of our lives, right? Our friends and family of your team members, et cetera. A, a good thing you mentioned is, is lean on, and you mentioned this about the reps, you know, lean on if you are looking for people who are potentially unhappy, but good dentists, a lot of times your Invisalign rep will know. Yep. Your Patterson supplies, rep. Yeah. Patterson rep, your, your, your shine reps, you, whoever is your broker, your dental broker. attorney, your accountant. Your attorney, exactly. Your, look, if you're friendly with practice brokers, like if you're in the market, they will a lot of times know. And then, and there's also like headhunters who actually go and, and have you ever you done know, that by the way, Peter? I have, I have, we actually, Did, we I used it not for a dentist standpoint. Okay. Okay. For looking for a COO. And no, I know. I know. I was talking about how you used a headhunter. I, for oh, a you know what, Craig, I did use it for the rural practice up in Blairsville. No so way. Higher associates. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't yield anything. Um, but yeah, I'd be uh, so curious to know how they would know there's, there's such a, and I think this is important as well. You know, well look, they don't mind poaching is the point. They don't mind. I, they, I know, but they don't so understand therefore you're not poaching by proxy, meaning that's not pretty, yeah. that's a hired gun doing it. And that's their business model. Well, you are out of the way. In defense, we don't poach either, but we, you know, we're always looking for people that are unhappy where they are. Right. You um, asked that qualifying question. I'm not saying sure. you're poaching. I'm saying that I, I said, don't poach, but that's, that's a whole different scenario when someone's business model predicated on that. Like you, it's not your issue at that point. You know what, um, what while we're talking about, we're, we're picking up from, I don't want to cut you. Do you, you want to keep no, I'm going? Done. I'm done with that. Okay. So, so we were just talking about training, right? Just before the last, the end of the last podcast, um, or the, if you're still listening on the continuation of this one. Um, and one of the things that was the biggest no brainer aha moment, I want to credit Tiffany in my office, you know, Tiffany and you are like the same type of people, high level executor, Tiffany Dr. Dudley, Tiff. Dr. Tiffany. Yeah. Been with me for what? 13 years. Um, and she came up with this idea like seven years ago, like, let's get a diagnostic test mm -hmm. that when we bring these doctors on, that they see the same things we do. Because what we find is that, oh, you're a dentist, of course, you're going to see the decay mm -hmm. and the person with the collapse bite, you're going to see its collapse bite. But dentistry is not as standardized as, we, as it ought to be. So we created, or she created rather, four patients, their pictures, photo, I'm sorry, photos, um, chief complaint, FMX and Pano. And we made a, a series of complaints. Like there's this one, it's a trick question. It's like a person that's really, really collapsed. I can't believe I'm saying this in the podcast because anybody that will listen to this will know it now. But it's a person that's really, really collapsed. And her chief complaint is I'm going to a high school reunion in two months. I want four new veneers. 
teeth are worn to shit, like totally gone, like nothing, like stubs for teeth. Overbites like six, seven millimeters. Uh, yeah, literally touching her mental uh, mental nerve, like way, like three hundred percent overbite, uh-huh. and the teeth are worn out. And then the the chief complaint is, I'd love to get my forefront teeth fixed for my for my high school reunion in two weeks or th- a month. You'd be shocked to see how many dentists are like, yeah, you know, what what are you gonna do? I would do the four veneers, and then it's like, well, did you see any, anything that would bother you about that? No. I'm ready to go. You know, she has a month. So I think the lab turned around and it's like, okay, at least, you know what you're getting into. So it's a good Dude. query to find out Literally what flat canines, like no God, nothing. Like, no. I'll show you the photo. Like no, imagine. Right. So severe I want to push wear. you on this. I want to push you on this. Cause I think this is one of your, I think, well, I think Dr. Tiffany, this is a great idea. It's what the, it's what we need in the industry. Um, I think you should get something ready for this for consumption so that we can have a test. Yeah. Although then it could be cheated upon, right? Meaning that if everyone knew this test as an associate, you'd know the answers and what the right thing to say. But it's a great we idea. We could continually populate it. It, you know, and you it could be a random summit. So if you come to yeah. summit, Craig may have this. Uh, oh this God, Peter, you know, how to hire an associate bro. test ready to yeah. go for you. But Tiffany is, is likely coming to summit and likely doing a track on being a solopreneur. Is I'm, she I'm really? sorry, entrepreneur. I mean, yeah, she's, yeah. Uh, she might be doing a track. So uh, stay tuned for that because the entrepreneur is a very valuable thing. It's like, how do you gamify your own career within the, the construct of an entrepreneur? And frankly, your partners are entrepreneurs as well, you know, because a lot of the strategic decisions are made mm-hmm. by you at a larger level. We're going to do this one or that, going to do this location or that. And they thrive, you know, within that construct of the greater vision. That's a great idea. That test. I think Trey. I think uh, Trey does that as well. You know, another guy in Texas who's on our mastermind. I think he does yep. something very similar. I think that's it's a great so, idea. I never did so that, important. and in hindsight, me I neither. Would have. Luckily, I did. I dodged some. I didn't have to I dodge bullets. I didn't get any. You know, I got. Well, you you got questions. you got really quite a fortunate position in that. You know, with the residency program, and, they were vetted and, and, by each other. Yeah. Yeah. So you get to see doctors for two years and their performance mm-hmm. for two years. Most of us just get to meet them, and the next right you know, a week school. later, they're right. yeah, a week later they're actually working on your patients. And it's not even right out of school. Some of the guys have been practicing for fifteen and twenty years, and they just didn't see the stuff. Uh, so that's cool. amazing. Um, okay, so leveraging that was my reps. Last part on, uh, on no, training. I think that's good. Leveraging reps. Also, another tip is like if you're, you know, I think where you're going with that, Craig, is that like the question, quote unquote, are you hiring? And you're always firing for, yes. for, for top You and I always. are looking for associate always. doctors. Like always. right now, if there's someone listening that wants to live in the Atlanta metro region, yeah. hit Peter up. If you're yeah. thinking about moving to South Florida, thoroughbred, hit me up. Hit me up too. A hundred percent. Like there's right. like, we'd love to, you know, have more opportunities. And, and I know you and I, Peter, are the type of people that when we meet great people like you have in the past, we build opportunities around them. So like your, your, your Blue Ridge guy, you know, yep. I'd love to practice in Blue Ridge. It's my hometown. I love it. Okay, guess what? Boom, practice in Blue Ridge is built. Yeah, let me build so you a the 14 ra- operatory practice. Let's go. Yeah. Can you, get your, the, can you get your wife to work there too? Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. I'm the great. same way. Great. You know, I'll, I'll literally build eight more operatories, 10 more up. What do you need? Where well, you it's the go? truth though, man. Yeah. People are, people are the great differentiator. Um, yes, for sure. So I, I think that we're for very, all yeah, endeavors, by the way, there's uh, I'm sure there's not a baseball managers podcast, but if you think about the managers of every baseball team, they're not sitting around the table thinking like how to like get better branding. They're like, how do we get the most iconic players to join our league? Mm-hmm. That's it's, it's or, the 
how do we moneyball this and find the best players that are undervalued based on statistics yep. of where we need them in our organization, which is like, that's what I always call culture index that Dwight teaches us about. Dwight Pecora teaches about the culture index, which I think is like money ball for dentistry, right? Finding where the, where that, where that superpower is for that person sure. that you need to put on your bus, so to speak, bus being the practice. Sorry, we digress. Okay. So, um, make sure that you're, so in the, in the, uh, are you hiring quote unquote, make sure you're having something on your website that, that allows people to know what position you're hiring for and make sure that of doesn't course. just stay static all the time. Make sure it's changing update, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe it might say, pardon me, it might say updated to 14 hiring a hygienist and then have a cool description. And then even going further, what you might want to do is have a video that talks about why, you know, Hey, I'm Dr. Smith. You know, if you're a hygienist out there looking to, you know, a video that talks to them because, because like video, I think is so transformative for patients to come on board to your practice. I think it works the same to hiring people. So if you are not getting good talent or good employee, uh, I'm sorry, if you are advertising on ZipRecruiter and you're using copy and pasted verbiage from someone else to hire an associate or a hygienist, and you're not getting remarkable results, it's because your inputs are equaling or your outputs are equaling your inputs. You started with something crap that you regurgitated from something else. And therefore you're going to get the same results as everybody else. But if you want to, but, but doing video or something or having a, a, an ad that sticks out and says, we are quite different from all the sea of other people advertising for associates in here. We are quite different. And here's why click on this video and also have it on your website that says like, we are different. And here's why, for instance, Greg, I have an infographic on my, on my about careers page that I spent a lot of time on, but it goes over the benefits. Like to your point of the thing we first started the, the episode last time was talking about that all things are not created equal. All practices are not created equal. So it talks about, you know, the benefits of having healthcare, the benefits of having, you know, vacations paid, yep. the benefits of having team bonuses, the benefits of all the 401. Uh, yeah. We have the same infographic. I think we took things. it from you. Huh? We, we made, we made our own after, you know, oh, Vanessa, we did? Good. well, Vanessa, um, corresponds with Erica. So you're Peter's chief uh, head uh, manager talks to my head manager and they share ideas. And every time Vanessa brings something up, that's has a nice graphic. Erica's on it too. Like she did a really cool one for the org chart and for, and for for the benefits. It's great. Yeah. And it helps, it helps existing employees. Yeah. Reminding. Oh, we still reminds them like, okay, pretty cool place to work because after you've been, you know, like a lot of familiarity. Yeah, and so anyway, area. that was a good thing. And honestly, I wanted to do it, right? Because I wanted to feel good, make sure that like, because I, I love the people that work in our organization. I love all of them. And I want to make sure they, that it felt, it, it still felt good to me, which it did. So anyway, if think of yourself in the shoes, remember the days when you used to be looking for a job, what would appeal to you? If you would not respond to your own ad, then spice it up, be different, be different. Yeah. Right. Look at look at what happens when you do different kind of advertising, and this is advertising. Make no bones about it. Remember the the Dollar Shave Club when they rocked oh my God, the yeah. whole space, and they instead yeah. of being like Gillette, be the best you can be. This guy comes out and is like, "Our our our oh my God, good." No, they're fucking awesome, right? Yeah, you just and ruined he, our, ex, he, our clean rating. They had a two billion dollar exit because they were so oh, no. different and got such different results that they sold that company to Gillette. So we digress on this one, but my point is, yeah, 
make sure your inputs are exceptional if you want to get. And, and also your, cult, your culture. At the end of the day, your most iconic advertisement you could ever make that, that lures people through the front door when they get there and people are not happy in the workplace. I mean, listen, every workplace has drama. I'm not naive to think that. But when a, when a doctor comes through the doors of your practice, if it feels as different as you speak of it, it's a no-brainer for them to be there. And even still, by the way, you'll have people that leave you just because I think there's something I I, I think there's two things I want to cover. One thing here is that I I actually think successful environments oftentimes paint unrealistic things for people that are in them. So if you're in a really successful environment, I consider our environment to be very successful where an associate doctor can actually do two and a half million dollars, $2 million of collection. It's like, well, geez, why do I have to give a percentage of that? I could just go out and do it on my own. <laughs> I think that that successful environment can actually have people think it's possible to do it on their own, which is fine. Uh, and it might be possible for them to do it on their own. I, I can't make any decision about people's individual capacities. Uh, and then the second thing, um, I just forgot, actually. I just forgot. Yeah, what I wish I was in that, in that beautiful mind. Uh, well, you go, you go ahead. But you know what I'm saying about like when I think there's a lot of familiarity on everything, whether it's our totally. spouses or our friendships. Um, we have to just learn to consistently appreciate what we have because if not, we'll take it for granted over time. Oh, so Craig, I, 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 remember, about... I remember what the second thing was. Sorry. Okay. So I know we're talking about retaining and hiring associates, but I think this is relevant. I was having a conversation with Erica this morning. And um, we're, we're making a very big strategic shakeup. Don't name names, but you know who's, who's uh, um, I'll tell you after the podcast, but there's somebody that I know, you know, needs to be replaced and moved around in, in an administrative role. And um, I decided with Erica, I'm like, you know, we've got such smart people here. I don't want to ever hire senior level positions in a practice like ours, because I have so many great people that have been with me so long. I'd rather take people and promote from within. And the only um, administrative slash operational people that are going to come on are going to be in like the auxiliary role. So like, I want to elevate all my people to like, you know, higher level executive roles, because they're frankly, they're really capable of it. They really understand it at this point. And I don't want to bring in like, I don't want to hire from outside. Like, I don't want to hire like ops and, you know, I might get part-time CFO help and things like that. Strategic, like kind of contract basis help. But um, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I think it's important that I, I've just made the decision that everybody here is going to grow from within. I just like that idea. Oh, of course. Hey, yes. Meaning that, you know, an assistant turned a stereo tech, turned into assistant, assistant, turned into office manager, office manager, turned a CEO. Yeah. I mean, Love there's, it. look, advancement, thoroughbreds need advancement. They need bigger pastures sometimes. And, and, um, and when you it's have a common organization, to, it's, 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 we have it's to, a bigger have pasture. Yeah. We have to pave those ways. A hundred percent or, or maybe build a different paddock for that horse to go into, which is what I did. Sure. You created a big pasture and I created different paddocks of, of sure. hey, go here and let's do this office now and you can run this one, so to speak. But I agree with you. Okay, stop what you're doing. The Bulletproof Summit is coming at you June 3rd and 4th at the Grand Hyatt in Nashville. The Grand Hyatt is located in the Gulch, which as most of you know, is the best area of Nash Vegas. So we'll be featuring new, never done before Bulletproof tracks for doctors, team, and hygienists. There's going to be some VIP tickets available, but book by May 2nd, and you can receive some group discounts for your team. Prices will also go up for the last 50 tickets, and tickets are already half gone for this event, and it will sell out like all previous years. 
This is the biggest no-brainer in dentistry. If you want to elevate yourself, your team, and your practice, check it out. BulletproofSummit.com. We'll see you there. So we've talked about when to hire, how to hire. Not all associate percentages are created equal. How to find. The only two things I have left on here um, is is how to train and how to get them busy. And you kind of alluded, you and I both kind of alluded to how to get them busy in the beginning. But I think that's after some of these per diems start wearing off. And, um, you know, or I shouldn't, shouldn't say the per diems wearing off. What I mean to say is, is I think it's after they've gotten good with verbiage and culture and, uh, and know how the phone team works. And, you know, like I'm saying, there's, there's some learning that goes on with that. And it, it can't just be jump in and all of a sudden do, do eight hours of dentistry a day and clock in and clock out. Like, you know, Fred Flintstone. Yeah. So how do you train Craig? Hmm. That's a long one. You know, I'd love to tell you it's um, so my role in the practice now is I want to be a support to everybody here. I want to pour myself into everybody, every single person here with whatever they need. Um, if it's, you know, Invisalign training, or I do these meetings called the unlock your potential meetings where I sit with each person to kind of grab career development. Um, I'll do whatever it takes to help each person feel fulfilled and reach their, their level of, um, of, uh, of career development that they wish Mm -hmm. the actual training. Uh, let me just break that question down. Like if it's a hygienist that's in the hygiene lead, I don't get involved with hiring, firing any of that with the hygiene. I just, if I do that, I'm, I oftentimes, well, you're not a hygienist. So there, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, doctors, a lot of the training, as far as processes, that's out of my hands as well. I find, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the other provide, uh, I'm sorry, the other leaders in the practice are better equipped at it um, to, to go through that stuff. The ones that have been onboarded by like, let's say like the Erica's of the world have a very successful integration. Um, I'll be their support clinically. And if they have challenges with, with enrollment and stuff like that, I'll be there to help them. But by and large, I let the, those, those doctors after they're kind of into the fold, um, express themselves in their own unique way. Um, you know, uh, we, we do a very heavy vetting process in the, in the beginning. And then it's really just about our ways, like learning our ways. And that doesn't really require me too much. It usually requires me to support them upon like just their own personal challenges. So I've kind of, I know that's a long-winded answer, but I help people in the domains that I'm really good at. And some of the yep. details about like, I here's how you write your notes and here's, here's how the payment and here's how this and that. Here's yeah, you don't do this. I don't do it just because right. it's not my, my zone of expertise. And that's exactly what I was going to say. Honestly, is like clinically, I am an expert in a very, very narrow lane of dentistry. Therefore, like, who am I to say that this implant that you placed or whatever is not good? And I'm not, I'm not equipped to train you because I just don't know. Right. I was, I had a very narrow lane and I don't do extraction. I didn't do anything. I just did really just cosmetics. And that was pretty much it. But, but there are other mentors and mentors in the practice that were my mentors for some restorative and things like that. So it's to your point, Craig, it's adopting some of the team to make sure that saying, Hey, can you look at new doc, new Dr. Jones and make sure that, can you look at, you know, the first three, whatever on lay preps, can you look at the models? Can you look at the fit? Can you look at the x-rays and check that out and just give me your blessing. And a lot of times it starts small, meaning that like the no associate may not be doing cosmetic preps right out the gate. So like some of my training didn't come along until later, but yeah. you start with like, let's see some of your fillings. All right. Let's see some of your indirects. 
Okay, cool. Let me see a couple. Let, let me let me monitor a couple Invisalign cases, and that may be good for a couple of years. Honestly, that may be good, meaning that that may be there may not be too much more scope that you want to go into. If there's bigger cases, then sometimes we would co-diagnose. We work together, right? Maybe I'll prep a little bit. If it was a cosmetic, I would prep a little bit. They prep a little bit, then we kind of temporize together. So it was almost like a, I would tell the patient it was this is like you're getting two doctors. For the yeah, for, I always say that. By the right? way, look at yeah, you. But it's, it is Jones. true. By the way, it is it true. Is Peer true. pressure makes doctors better. That's why the Cleveland Clinic has such high success rates because everybody's in each other's stuff. But it's not. Way. You know, I think it's the environment of it's not looking over someone's shoulder. It's just you know, a making someone better for the benefit of the patient and the practice, so that you don't have to have a sweaty back conversation. Yeah. I love what you're touching on right now, Peter, because there's a lot of shame in dentistry. Um, There's shame for the solo practitioners. There's shame in my environment as well, because we're all in each other's stuff. And I really just try to always break it down. I've made mistakes, Peter, you've made mistakes. We've done everything right and had patients not like us. Um, These things happen. And if we can cultivate a community in our local environments and a dentistry at large, where we're all supporting each other, that's huge. Like Dr. Alfredo, I'm going to give him a shout out, by the way. He's actually a clinical like genius. Like his hands are just, he cuts teeth like great, like looks like a machine did it, you know? Mm-hmm. And he has come into our practice several times to help out another provider where like they needed some remedial clinical training. And he does it in such a way where it's not, I'm better than you. He does it with a, with a way of making the provider feel good in the process. And it's really tricky to go through that. So, you know, sometimes you got to eat a shit sandwich a little yeah, bit. That's science too. It's like, it's like training someone without being condescending. Right. That, right. right. Like I'm and, here. And I got your back. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and that's what hey, dentistry yeah, needs you know what more I, of. It looks great. What I would have done though, is maybe a little bit like this kind of thing. And next. Or, month, Hey, what are you using? What cement are you guys that this yeah. is debonded? What are you using guys? What are we doing here? Hey, like Dr. Mike in my practice, every Sunday he sends an article to the entire doctor team. Like, Hey guys, happy Sunday article. It's like this clinical dialogue and they're creating study clubs on their own. And they're just like, it's a rising tide floats all ships. And if we, we all become better, um, we're here to help each other. And listen, we do have struggles. We have doctors that come on board and they need some remedial help. And that's just normal. You don't, you may not necessarily have a bad doctor. You just might have someone that needs to learn the prep style. People that help you clinically, you know, you yeah. had your dad, right. But yeah. like, think of all the people, like I think back to all the mentors that I had, like, you know, there, yeah. were, there was 20 or 30 doctors that have a heavy hand in yeah. And digital is another kick in the nuts too, by the way, Peter, because like you can do a good crown prep, take an impression. And that means you get a good crown. If you do a good crown prep and it's digital, it will be a substandard result. You need to be excellent in digital. Digital means excellent because like you think you got your two and a half, three and a half loops or four loops. You prep that tooth. You think it's awesome. You scan it. You see it at 40 power. You're like, holy shit. Did I just like, prep a volcano? Yeah, exactly. What is that? Why is there like scratches? Did I? Is my burr like a? What are the frickin- scratches? Yeah, it's true. Is that hieroglyphics. That's um, true, though. Okay, and then so the last thing would be how do you get them busy? And we and and this is this is nice because it brings it full circle because you touched on this in the beginning of the first pod about associates is is you were willing and I am too. I was the same way, willing to give up clinical work, train them. Um, triage for them in order to get them busy because it wasn't it wasn't me versus them so to speak it wasn't I'm busy and you're not it was together we win you know and divided we kind of fall and so I think that is I think that is very very important and I think that's why a lot of associates we hear about fail like I said in the last pod 
is because there's just so much of like, well, I'll, I'll do the heavy hard stuff and I don't have time to teach you because I'm so busy. Yes. It's an investment. It's investment on your, on your money and it's an associate is investment on your time. And if you have, yeah. you know, someone that you believe in long-term, it's a great investment. And, yes. and um, I love that, Peter. I so love it. I love it. Uh, Don't yeah, look at this person as like the, you know, cash cow. Like I think the first decision of when to take on an associate is, do you, it's like almost like, how they, I, this sounds pretty, um, <laughs> this is a terrible analogy. It's the only thing I could think of. It's like having a dog, <laughs> you know, like, do you want a dog? Cause you think it's cute for the good times. But you realize it's responsibility. You have a responsibility mm-hmm. to something that you take on like this. And I don't, I don't mean to say that an associate is is like that. I get but it. I get it. But it's like some something you have to give love and support to. You have to provide. And train, like train, not to but you, go but you also, in the house. Train, you know. Well, well, not you just have to that. feed it. You have to right. feed it. Right. But it's not just for the good times. It's a relationship that you have to take on. You better be ready. You want to. You you have an. I, I always look at every each associate that ever come into my life like this person has to be great, not just for my office, but if they do move to, uh, you know, to Chicago, mm-hmm. like Dr. K- you know, Kavita did or whatever. I loved her and she was great, but I have a responsibility to try to make her as great for dentistry and her future patients, even if they're not within the walls of this practice. And I think if you look at it from that, like this is an opportunity for you to mentor, develop and train somebody for the benefit of dentistry. You can't go wrong. Yeah. And, and I will end on this, Craig, that I think that, you know, a great associate should lead to a potential partner if that's something they want. I don't think you should hire thinking that you can have an associate farm and think that you're going to keep equity forever and ever and grow to a billion dollar organization. You may be able to, I just don't think that was right. I think that, that thoroughbreds and alpha players want the chip on the table, whether that's 5%, 10%, 2%, 20%, whatever it is, they yeah. want an equity position. That, that's know. the way I am. I'd much rather have. Yeah. And I think that's equity. a good, that would be a great pod as we end this one from an associate, because it may, it may go associate turn owner, you know, yeah. and owner doesn't always in, in dentistry. We have this weird thing that thinking that owner means 50, 50. And I think those days are gone. Because honestly, 50 50 is very complicated. I mean, well, also, too, Peter, sure. the larger practices have yeah, more intrinsic value to them. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to own, I'd rather own a smaller piece of a more robust, larger practice than own a piece of your job. Yeah. So the one doctor that is producing $2 million a year that tells you his practice is worth all these millions of dollars, right. you're actually just buying a piece you're of buying his a uniform. job. Yeah. Right. So I'd rather have a business, and a business means that it's larger than. I think the that sum should be the next parts. pod as we transition. I like this, man. I think this is, like I said, I think I think this is a. There's a lot to unpack. Um, I'm glad we broke this up into two pods because I think there's so much here, and I think it can be. I think it's an art form, um, and and if you get good at it, it is it is the if you want to be to grow your practice large, you better get good at this. You got to get good at, at hiring and um, and getting people and training people and investing in people because if you don't, yep. it's hard. It's hard to do heavy lifting and carry these boulders on your own shoulders, right? It's nice to get help. It's nice to get yeah, help for sure. Get people aligned. Yeah, um, I feel it, that su- same level of support. Like I have no partners, but the docs that work here, they are my partner. They are mm-hmm. the people that walk by a piece of trash on the floor and pick it up. And yeah, they have an ownership mentality, even do. though they don't ownership, they do. right? And, and that's so, not for any other reason. It's just like, you know, I think sometimes things get so big. They're like, yeah. oh, how do I, how do I buy a, you know, how do I partner into something so big? But 
like like we said about before, like you know, what percentage of Amazon do you and I own, Peter? <laughs> yeah, point zero From, zero 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 zero. How many? How long do we have? There's a lot of zeros. Anyway, buddy, I, I love this know. one. I yeah. love this one. Let's we're gonna get it up published. Get your stamp and, of um, approval. Put a clean stamp on it too. Just clean just stamp. To mess oh with no, no, because you dropped the f bomb. But yeah, you um, dropped the eight. You you said shit twice. Nah, did I? Yeah, you did. No. You'll see. You did. All right. Well, All right. From now on, we're going clean unless you have a. No, we're not. That's not authentic, Greg. I was kidding about that because it's just not us. And I think that's the authenticity. <laughs> so, um, not me. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, by the way, if you're going to Hinman, Craig, you are not going, but there will be a Bulletproof podcast booth. It'll just be little old me. No, that's not true. There. It's Brittany and Charissa too. All right. Aren't they right. coming to Hinman? But I mean, right. But they may not know Brittany and Charissa. So the Bulletproof team will be there. Come by, say hi. Who knows? Maybe I'll even bring you on as a cameo in, in, a, in a podcast direct from Hinman. But Hinman wants us to do podcasting from Hinman to bring some energy in the group. So if you're coming, give the BP team a shout. Okay. And also, obviously, as we always end with a uh, don't forget about the, the summit that's going to happen in Nash Vegas in June 3rd and 4th. Tickets are selling out. Rooms are selling out. Don't get in that yeah. predicament of saying there's no more rooms because they don't give you as many room blocks as we want. I think we have a couple hundred and I think, I mean, yeah, I think we have about 200 rooms and I think they're pretty much gone. Yeah. Don't so delay people. Don't, don't delay, delay until May. Cause you will be staying at not, you'll be staying at not that hotel. And um, that's such a pain. Everybody's Airbnb. And also pain. don't, we're, we're limiting. We, we do have a hard uh, room size that we cannot exceed. So uh, for those that call at the 11th hour, um, it's just, it is what it is. Don't delay. Get your tickets today. Do it, do it, do it. All right, brother. Happy Monday right, to you. We'll see Happy you soon. Happy Monday back. See you soon. All right, everybody. Take care.